We're back, y'all. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you, left you. Let's have some dope shit to smoke to, smoke to. Oh, man, we're back. Happy 420, y'all. Happy motherfucking 420. Twist and talk, back in the house. We had to come back for y'all for 420. We're going to try to keep it up at least twice a month for y'all and be back in action, making sure y'all know what to smoke and the fucking rules of the game. I'm fucked up right now, as it always happens after these fucking episodes. I'm loaded, I'm lighting a roach, and I'm doing it all. In today's episode, we just really laced y'all on, like, the history of 420, where the term came from, somewhat of the mythology of it, and then the true, true story, as far as what we know since Google was invented. Today, we were smoking on, well, we smoked three different blunts. The first one was some I-95 from Fox Cannabis, and then we went into... Exotic Genetics, Green and Gold, Southern Sugar. And then the third one, Cam, he laced it up with the donkey butter and then the lotto wax. What else we do? Oh, yeah, we fucking, oh, yeah, we drank some beers. We was drinking Laguanitas, the Waldo. See, I'm rough. We ain't did this in two years. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lagunitas Waltos, which is the 420 special drop from that brewery. And then we also drank Two Fingers, which was a beer that I bought two years ago for the next episode. And then there was no next episode. So there it is. There it was. Keep it twisted, y'all. Welcome to the sesh. We fucking back. At a critical time, when young people must make decisions that will shape their future, the people who become dependent upon marijuana are dependent on an escape that makes the unreal seem beautiful and the reality of life seem unnecessary. Oh shit, I miss this shit. Y'all missed us, and we missed you. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to Twist and Talk, y'all. It's been a minute. Yeah, been a long, long time. Long two-year minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't count minutes by the years, but, you know, it's been hey. feeling like it these days. I yeah. think that's black people time. A minute is any oh. any given a time. It's still just a minute. I'll just be there minute. in a minute. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. a minute. Yeah. yeah. Two years, that's been a minute. Right. right. It's like <laughs> a minute. Right. That cost me a buck. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Save difference. So... Happy 420, y'all. Happy yeah, right? 420. Yo, 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 yo. We figured it's, it's it's a good time to meet back up. Right? We had to drop it on you. This is Nate right here. Monty over here. And I'm Cam, if you guys remember. All right. We're going to do it for you. Been been out here missing y'all. For real. I've really been missing doing this with y'all. I think I'm talking I... to you two, not the listeners. I've been missing <laughs> you two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for I real, though. That. Ditto. Yeah, it's been... Well, so first of all, I think that having like a... A, a session environment has just been not a part of my my norm my normal like just atmosphere. No, it it's been really rough as far as that goes. Like socially, mm-hmm. especially smoking and sharing weed and everything. Right. I mean, I don't even have to describe why it's been a pain in the ass. It's just no, been man. basically non-existent. Yeah. Right. And there's something kind of like pimp feeling to smoking your own blunt and not necessarily passing it. Right. Mm-hmm. But. Like There's, after two years, I'm done. I'm like, right? I like, I want, I, I, I want to share. Well, so the thing is, too, and I don't know if you guys ever experienced this, but you know, during during the like, okay, we're all we all have our own personal blunts, or maybe someone sparks up and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, you know, you, like you just can't help but give someone a side eye or get a side eye when someone's doing it to see if they're if you're going to offer it to them, whether you're going to take right. it or not, or you're going to do it or not. It's like it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, are we going to cross this bridge right now? 
Currency, um, Currency has a rap song about that, and he goes, I don't know why you're looking at me out the side of your eye. I'm not passing it. <laughs> I'm yeah. not just quit. <laughs> right? Yeah, for real, though. It is, and so, like, I do feel like, I do feel like that, um, uh, again, kind of like how you're talking about, like, it, it, there's some, there's a certain level of, like, just awesomeness of being able to hold your own and just kind of, like, keep it between yourself and, you know, your, your experience. But at the same so time. So are you talking about in a group of people where each person has their own? Has their just, own. Yeah, has yeah. their own, yeah. I mean, if you're outside, you know, or something like that and you're around people, that's, you know, like, I've been to shows where I'm smoking around people and that's, probably like, going to, I still okay. went to a couple festivals last summer. Got you. And that's been almost the closest it's felt to a sesh. And I'm not really sharing at that point. But it's still nice to just be like in a group of fucking people for once, yeah. you know, yeah. enjoying some weed. Yeah, the only person I shared with was Bree. Really? Yeah, yeah yes, my girlfriend. I have like the same circle, like Joel, you know, who's mm-hmm. on the show, and right, the close like, homies that have been coming it, through. Right? I don't. There was probably care. like three, you know, in the last two years, probably a circle of five people that were coming through on a regular basis, mm-hmm. not even a regular basis, every couple of weeks or whatever. Right. It's just been like isolation. Well, and I, I feel like. I'm, I've been more like keeping myself away from other people because right. I'm so much in the public with sure. my, like I'm working at a bar this whole time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm not trying to put that risk on other people. Yeah. Right. So, so. You, you, you're somewhere new? Now I'm, now I'm different bar. Uh, <laughs> beer yeah. bar instead of a cocktail bar. Yeah. Not, gotcha. Which not is not awesome because obviously I love beer. Right. So, <laughs> so no more Calnero. Yeah, no more Calnero. Now I'm at Bridges Bottle Shop down in Edmonds, or like right by the ferry there, which is cool atmosphere too. You got the sea breeze and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. It's... Yeah, I've been down there to see you. It is a pretty cool vibe down there. Lots of good beer, old beer, new beer. It's, it's I like it a lot. Right, everything from the brand new trendy stuff to the really like OG classics. Yeah, it's been a good good transition for me. Nice yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, f- and speaking for of beer, y'all want get into one? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do get it. one of these Waldos going. Yeah, I brought one for each. Oh, fantastic. Ooh, geez, they're 11% on an empty stomach. Mm. Well, I did have McDonald's, you know. I got <laughs> I got to prep. I got I, I, but but I also noon. need some extra acid to help break it down. Got to put the twist in the talk, right? Absolutely, dude. Um, right. So those of you, if you've never heard of Lagunitas Waldos, it's a special 420 release that comes out once a year, obviously, because 420 is once a year. Well, I guess it's every day twice. But outside of those 420s. Uh, yeah, and it's a triple IPA. It comes in at 11.7, and it's called Waldo's. Uh, from reading about it, it's because that was what the original group who coined the term 420, uh, that's what the group was called. Yeah, we'll get into that, into the history of 420. All right, let's do yeah, that. let's do that. But in the meantime, um, let's drink on some of this Waldo. Yeah, let's drink some of this shit. Right. Let's spark some of this shit. Absolutely. I, I rolled up, so just for it's this episode. boys. Yeah, just for this episode, we just kind of are bringing in whatever we've been smoking on, whatever strains we just kind of have been loving lately. I brought in some uh, L.A. Beatnik and some I-95 cookies. So even after two years, the flavors and has not changed. It's all about the cookies and kush with cookies me. Cookies and kush, dog. Cookies yeah, and kush all day. I, I've, I've kind of, I've, I've definitely owned it, too. And so it's like GMO is, has entered the cabinet quite frequently. I almost got that instead of the... Uh, Instead the I-95? Of the, no, instead of the Kush. Mm. But then I realized that I had two different cookie strains, and I was like, oh, let me get... Yeah, mm. diversity. You know? yeah. Ooh, we... Ooh, I did, I did mean to take a sip before we got to, t- oh, before we got to cheers, but... Cheers, boys. I was, cheers. I, was, I had a dry Happy mouth. 420. 420, gentlemen. Happy 420. Drinking Waldo's, smoking Golly. Weed. So, For- you got a new job. You're really getting... Uh, Monty, you're really getting into your music thing a lot more. True. And 
you just played a fresh beat for us. That's pretty dope. But that's really what you've been up to during the just kind of at home making beats and, or much, slanging beers? Yeah. Uh, focused heavy on music now. Um, I mean, not that I wasn't before, but I'm really trying to get my head in the game with that. What uh, you been? Uh, what you been working with? As far as making tunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stamped like Ableton. Uh, I don't know. For kind sure. Of, you know, same, think... same, same. Just keep working on it. But uh, a lot of time now uh, mixing, too. Because mm-hmm. as, as I've, uh, you know, I've been making music for a really long time. Right. But it wasn't until early in the pandemic that I got the actual mixer and started messing around trying to DJ and nice. right. perform tunes, you know. Cause so for people who don't know, the mixer's the thing that's in between the two turntables typically. Yeah, the well, and, and I got I got what's known as a DJ yeah. controller. It's it's just a giant piece of plastic if you don't have a computer. Um, okay. So it's it's all the knobs that would do everything that an actual hardware mixer does, mm-hmm. um, but the computer's operating all the brains of it. Gotcha. gotcha. So you got it hooked up to your laptop, and and it does everything. And then everything you would, come, yeah. all your knobs come up on your computer screen as if it was all the knobs. Yeah, on the it's thing, basically. it's basically just a big hardware machine that will operate, you know, the the program, which is great because it's all I use a thing called Rekordbox, which is a pioneer product and pioneer kind of has for you know arguably it may be not the best thing but they've kind of taken over the game when it comes to where you're going to find equipment like saturation like, like yeah they, they like have, as far as if you go to category. a club you're probably going to just see, see pioneer decks on there um so anyways it's nice to be in that kind of wheelhouse to to figure out what the hell i'm doing as far as it goes and i've gotten much better i mean i'm <laughs> no, not I thought great this was a zippo i mean technically I mean, it, that it, is a zippo no but i mean it's a torch yeah, yeah. yeah. Zippo makes flame. a Zippo makes a torch insert now. Right, right. And not only that, but I guess I I wouldn't know what what like what classifies it as a Zippo. Is it does it have to be inside and out? That's the uh, it's the brand name. Right, Zippo. right. Um, is it not a is it not a Zippo brand? Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, oh, okay. A, oh. <laughs> but I said Zippo like uh, thinking that the, was, oh the soft flame. Yeah, a real gotcha. flame, not a torch. Yeah, old Zippos use like kerosene gas. This is yeah. a dual torch. Right. That's why when I saw you had it, I insert. was like, what are you smoking with that, bro? Right. No, uh, I've bought in like aftermarket uh, inserts to put in there, and finally found out you can buy one from the actual Zippo company. So nope. that being said, if anybody out there is like, "Oh, I need that," uh, when you use regular gas in them, they kind of don't work out of the factory. You have to go in and take the little plate off the bottom and increase how much you can, like how much gas comes out yeah. of it. At a, uh, just gotta you know crank it up. What do they call that? On a computer, like a valve. overclocking, overclocking. Yeah, <laughs> you got to overclock your. You got to overclock the the torch Zippo, or mm. your standard gas just doesn't mm. fucking cut it. It's pretty good. Mm. It's uh, that is the i ninety five cookies. Right, I was gonna mention that this uh, this doesn't drink like an eleven percent <laughs> beer. I think this is the second time I've had this beer. Maybe the last time was uh, sometime before uh, before the pandemic. Yeah, this i ninety five is good. I've been uh, I've been. Checking out Fox Cannabis, they make some. They grow some decent weed, um, kind of like the strains that I look for. Yeah, I didn't mention what garden it was from. Yeah, it's Fox Cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, the I ninety five is a standout. I think I like. They had something float. What the hell was that? Cherry float. Cherry O's. Cherry O's. Yeah, that yeah. cherry O's was really good. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I I steer away from fruity strains quite often, but a lot of times I'll just tell the bud tender give me what you're smoking like i'll get like three strains of whatever i want to get mm-hmm. and then i'll be like yeah throw in whatever you're smoking and and i got that one time 
I, I I'll mess with cherry strains. I won't mess with lemon strains or like. If the mang- cherry is cherry pie, I'm yeah. not mad. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with right. it. Like cherry pie or like. When's the last time you guys had a pie face? Mm. Been forever, bro. Like Been that forever. is a fucking strain. That's yeah, pie face beer. is good. I used to like uh, American pie too. That was like an Obama and. It's like Obama Kush or presidential Kush crossed with cherry pie, I think. God, that was good weed. That sounds good. Ooh, there's a nicotine on this. Uh, on yeah, this it's, right it's, now. A, it's thick. I kind of double wrapped it a little bit. A little extra paper on that one. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to, Cam? Lately, I've just been working. So Cushman's has me over at Muckleteo these days. I, I was managing the Limwood location up until September 21. And then okay. I uh, moved over to Muckleteo. So I've been doing that quite a bit. I've been uh, gaming crazy. I've gaming. been, uh, yeah, gaming is where I've been at. Uh, not not doing anything with my life, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what else uh, are you supposed to do when you got to just stay in the house? I don't know, man. I'm managing a store, so that's that. That seems to be one of the biggest responsibilities, like I guess. Working home during the pandemic. Home. Yeah. Um, but overall, I would say uh, I am I'm exploring music again, uh, playing guitar. There's a couple of people at the shop that are definitely musically oriented, and they seem to be very motivated to want to kind of get together and do stuff, which is really that's fun. Cool. Yeah, collaboration is key. Yeah, and I think that that was one of the things I wanted to talk to him about, essentially, because, I mean, we, we can get together and we can kind of flesh out each other's ideas, but overall, it's like working together on it. It's what I really want to do. And when you work with somebody, you can you have, you know, your eight-hour day, especially in retail like that, where you're kind of hanging out, you can bounce a lot of ideas and cool shit off each other. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm in a similar boat. The uh, One of my coworkers actually has, like, a music engineering degree similar to Cam, mm-hmm. and... Uh, He's definitely focused more on like traditional music, like you are guitars, right? And it's like stuff. Kind of analog music, I would describe. Yeah, Ashtray. so me being like a digital and EDM kind of producer the thing, but at the same time, I got Ashtray. right. Obviously, I, a total I just ash right in my bottle right here. You're chilling. <laughs> Ashtray drama. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just nice, man, and it, it keeps. It's like you can bounce ideas off a person, and talking to a normal person who doesn't know shit about making music or working in a in a digital like workspace mm-hmm. on a computer like that you're just talking something way over their head and I, I i just i can tell by the glazed over look as soon as i'm like yeah and the beats per minute and the, the oscillation and the lfos yeah i did this granular synthesis where it, you know i brought it down to 40 hertz and right. uh, matched it with the, and people are just like what bro but <laughs> we have... trying to describe granular synthesis is nuts oh yeah any of that shit and like i i recognize that it's fascinating to me but people are just like, oh, bro, shut the fuck what? up. It's the same thing when people are like, yeah, you know that, that receiver got 15 touchdowns. Da, da. I'm like, right. brother, <laughs> you're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, I caught a 15-pound bass got, last Saturday, man. Monty put his glazed donut on. And <laughs> right? yeah, I heard Sherwin-Williams was really killing it this year. Sherwin-Williams. Sherwin-Williams. <laughs> <laughs> got 15 touchbacks. <laughs> At my work, it's fishing. It only hunting, took one down. Fishing and hunting in cars and trucks. Yeah, yeah. dude. Oh man, you see that thing? I got that Hemi. Or, like they know, like, like you know how like it's a Ford F one fifty, but then it'll say like some other word like Lariat or oh, or yeah, Tremor yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah, underneath yeah. the F one fifty, and they're like, ooh. You got you see the, that? You got the Raptor, huh? You see the Raptor come through the zone? <laughs> that's got three diesel turbos in it. Right, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool sure, paint, dude. Yeah. Cool paint job on it, too. Did you notice that? Right. That has a really cool, cool color gray they it's got, got in there. It's got a 50-ton axle on it, man. Did you see the license plate frame, though? That was funny. Right. Meanwhile, I'm over <laughs> here like, 
So Gorilla Glue is 15 different strains. Let me break right. it down for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so I just, I'm doing the flagging. I've been doing that for the last two years, and I absolutely fucking love it, but they're not my people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would be difficult. <clears throat> and so I'm like, you know, like, even like my hard hat has like, glass blowing stickers on it and shit like that everybody sure. else has like union 242 on their hat and i got fucking colorado glass company <laughs> <laughs> fair enough wig wags and shit that's the only way to be man so uh 420 i 420. i feel like that's a real hotly debated history because i've heard a lot of people talking about how it's like a police code no. But then that's like like you can't find any Anywhere. substantial no. evidence of that. Since the internet, we were able to Google police codes. Right. Yeah. Back in the day, they're just like, oh yeah, it's a fuck, it's a four twenty man. You could caught him the street. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, man. Yeah. And like, and it's on my paperwork. You can show of, you. Right. Oh, I lost it. And I don't think that stoner culture would really like. You know, make what what what, what sensationalize getting yeah, yeah, getting like, caught with four twenty, man. <laughs> you guys want to go like do some getting caught? <laughs> <laughs> guys want to have a big get caught sesh? Big police are busted the door down this day sesh. <laughs> so I definitely yeah I like the other story much better, and that brings me back to this Waldo's beer. Uh, apparently the crew. That started the whole 420 thing was considered the Waldos. Like that's what I, I don't know how the hell they came up with that name. Maybe it's just like a, like a nickname nickname for like the, like the Goonies or something like that. Yeah, right. Uh, and what was it? Berkeley is what is the yeah word Berkeley on the College. So Berkeley, they would. But they would, then on Jeopardy the other day they said San Paulo High School even. Yeah, I don't. I think it was in that area maybe, but I don't know. I think it was high. I think it might have been high school. But but the, the story goes something or other. They would meet after school at the same spot and it just so happened to be it was like it was like a statue or a fountain or something like that Mm -hmm. and the time that they would get there was 420 right and how it grew to be so fucking popular is beyond me i mean that's like that's kind of crazy see i've also i've also heard that the apparently there was a certain like 420 they would meet up to try to, to smoke or do something but they also heard that they would be also looking for wild cannabis like yeah, heard, that like was the was... that's the whole treasure trunk. Like, so if you here, I'll read the little like kind of funky little excerpt. So this will make a little more sense mm-hmm. now that now that uh, we've broke that down. But it says it's 1971. The Waldos met one afternoon at 4:19 as to not be late and set out in a '66 Impala, armed with a treasure map on a journey to find a spot near Point Reyes. They never found the spot, but they kept looking. The dankest and hoppiest brew, uh, beer ever brewed at Lagunitas was made with the help of the Waldos for all the treasure hunters. And that's the story is that the guys who orig- originally like would meet up mm-hmm. actually uh, met up and hung out with the brewers and picked out the hops and, and like tried to make the dankest beer possible. Something that was so like the actual terpy. dudes from the Waldos met up with these guys? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a collaboration with the actual Waldos guy, but they've been making this beer for a long time now. Like, you know, it's it's nothing new right so and that and that's comes back with the flavor like this tastes like beer would taste 10 15 years ago if you sure. got a badass triple ipa and i still love this it's style. so smooth it's for being maybe not everybody's dude. thing but yeah, it's 11 percent and it's strong but it doesn't taste it no it's dude. dank it's resinous it's got a thick like it's viscosity is mm-hmm. nice um it's a pell and it's it's considered like a west coast it's not hazy um 
What else? I mean, it, yeah. And then the, if you even want to, there's a really cool story on the Lagunitas website mm-hmm. that breaks down not only the history of the Waldo thing, but the relationship with cannabis and hops. And when in like, because I don't know if people know this, but genetically hops are like really a divergent of cannabis mm-hmm. split from the same uh, like genius, genius. yeah. Right. I was. I'm familiar with it within the same family for sure. Yeah. So a lot of the same terpenes that we love from uh, cannabis are are prevalent in beer. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, you know when you're drinking these IPAs, like they're chock full of mercine, right? Stuff like that. And I mean, it might be true too. I, I don't know if you guys have heard all that, but mercine, but it's supposed to be a metabolite, like like a THC metabolite inhibitor right it's supposed to do something similar to linalol and uh, permeating the blood brain barrier a little bit more that as well Mm -hmm. yeah so i i think that like i've seen where they'll use uh mercine extracts from or or mango extract because mango also has a lot of mercine Mm -hmm. or candied mangoes were popular in the medical days and the idea behind that was you would prolong your high Mm -hmm. because your body was slower to break down the thc right Oh, and I, I often see. wonder. I mean, mercine's mercine. If this beer is just chock full of mercine, is that not going to give me a longer high? It, I I would I would I got you. I could argue with with that it would because I I in my experience with um I don't know even just having like a lot of fruit like just fresh fruit in general and then smoking or like even having like dried mangoes specifically and then smoking. Um, okay. I I usually find it to be a very heavy finish, like not necessarily yeah. like something that I uh, I need to. I don't know, like I, I like I don't need to take a break in the middle of it, but you know what I mean. Like it's like it's like at the end of everything, whenever I'm finally kind of sashing down, I'm like I'm, I'm 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 tired. Yeah, it's right. time to go to bed most of the time, and it's usually a very nice, well slept evening. Brings me to another question, just popped in my head, with all these fruited smoothie beers, mm-hmm. and to the listeners that are classic beer drinkers, like I was or I am for the most part, until like I've been introduced to this newer stuff. Right. Uh, there's a whole new, extremely popular category of beer that are like heavily fruited sours. Typically, right. It's like they're taking a sour beer and putting actual fruit puree and other conditioners like yeah, uh, like marshmallow or graham lac- crackers, lactose, lactose, lactose yeah. all kinds of stuff. And the final product drinks something like a like a thinner Jamba Juice that's carbonated um, and apparently has some alcohol. You can't taste it. Like, no, you it's, can't. No. It's completely hidden in this just very juicy often tart uh, mm-hmm. smoothie beers. And I have one we'll break into, but that made me think when they're putting like mango and all this kind of stuff in there, uh, plants produce the exact same chemical terpenes that cannabis does. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's almost like an amplification I... to dabbing or something like that. Because that's that's where really the trend seems to lie is these heavily fruited sour beers with the dabs. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, not only that, but they're very, uh, th- th- there's a lot of companies that have paired up with each other to be able to kind of That's what I was just nod in that up. direction. Like there's terpenes that are yeah. added to these like fruited sours. 450 North did a mango one and they actually teamed up with Dank Dabber and had and got mango terps from the, the cannabis strain mango. Oh, wow. And added it to the mango beer. That's cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's so I would say that this is, I wonder if this is like a pursuit based on happenstance and just people are gravitating to something that is a desirable effect or is this like a I would have like to say a, it's like coincidence. A, I think yeah. that, I think that it's, so for me it's 
sours aren't new by any means, right? No. Um, no. And, and so, like, not and that and to take this whole, whole smoothie sour trend, I do think that's fairly new. Yeah. Um, for like classic sours, yeah. Dude, in my cl- experience, those should spend like a year in the in barrel, a giant oak vat, typically. Um, a good example of that would be like Cascade down in Portland. Mm-hmm. If you ever have a yeah. chance to go there and try their beers, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's because they had to have the real estate to store these extremely well-made beers in a fucking giant-ass oak vat for a year before it's even like ready to try. It's because oh. of the open culture nature of, uh, of of sours and the way that it goes. It needs to kind of ferment. And it, it needs to have uh, an entire space dedicated towards those specific Set recipes, I guess, um, to be able to culture that kind of bacteria that tastes and is carbonated in that effervescent way. It's naturally effervescent to the to a degree, right? Like um, almost like kombucha. It kind right. of is, and for me, it's like the you know, like a real goes is like a really nice blend of a kombucha cider and kind of its own mix of something else, right? <clears throat> and on the contrary, what's become popular in the last few years is kettle sours. Yep. And you can make those in like two or three days. Yeah. Okay. And they tend to be like really sour, tart, mm-hmm. really sour, but not as complex. And the fruit is more of just like a. It's like that afterthought kind of th- tartness. Yeah. Like sour I w- gummies. I would say that those beers, for me, being like an old school guy on it, they're really good often. Uh, but sometimes, like especially, I find when they're using the stone fruits, like the peach and the apricot kind of stuff. Okay. It comes off almost like Gerber baby food. Interesting. Got you. This just, I don't know. It's like, yeah, at, some of them I don't like. And it's not like I don't like peach. And it's just like a balanced thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I mean, they're enjoyable. Like if you like tart, uh, I've, like fruity smoothie. I've, type often, I've often even wondered stuff. if they're like. Uh, and that's just a plain sour you're talking or a tart beer. Not these f- heavily fruited ones were. We brought up initially, yeah, just and, to make sure it's clear both, which what you're, which both you're talking about. Both are kettle sours, right? Just the the one we were talking about previously, the heavily fruited ones are pour. They're going to pour like a smoothie because mm-hmm. they've actually got right. like the pulp and the the material of the and fruit. They're actually like all the mash is still there. Labeled yeah. slushies because mm-hmm. you're supposed to freeze them for a little while. So I went to the brewery and they had actual slushy machines. Just full of that beer. Just full of that beer. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So you could just have a slushy of it. It was 9 o'clock at night, and I didn't feel like an iced drink at the time, so I just did flights. But Right. And I've heard of people freezing these. That's yeah. supposed yeah. to be like a pretty solid trend. I haven't yeah. tried it. I guess you guys have tried it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You I should like tell it. people, because me being somebody who hasn't done it yet, I'm scared that it's going to explode in my freezer. No. It's, see, it's chill. Cam's freezer isn't as good, so he was like, man, I leave it in there for like two hours. And I was like, I would have an exploded beer in my fridge if I okay, left it for two so, hours. Right. Yeah. I'm my freezer is like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. but you do the paper towel trick mm-hmm. on it, and like 30 minutes is like first for me. So the, the consistency I'm getting is Jamba Juice consistency. Like, I'm not even fucking around when I say a couple hours. Like, I'm getting like straight. Yeah, see, if I left, I, I would frozen. have a solid, unopenable beer. Interesting. Yeah, see, yeah, mine's but my crazy. Free, I have a really good, my freezer like sits at negative one. My freezer's time. better than yours. It's cool, though. It's fine. <laughs> you know, because you know, uh, that's yeah. what I did. It, your freezer's your your freezer cool. In the two years that I was off, you know, I bought a home, you know what I'm saying? And I had a dope-ass freezer in it. Dope, dude. Yeah, tell me about what you've been doing lately, dog. Yeah, so I've been working flagging, but the major life changes I've had are I have no more minors in my life. I have all my children above the age of 18. My my youngest one just turned 18 two weeks ago. 
on the sixth. Gosh, how's that feel? All right. It feels good. And I said, <laughs> All right, no more responsibilities. I'm gonna go start smoking crack doing heroin. Oh, <laughs> <my gosh. laughs> well, I'm done. I did it. I won. I you feel did like you, you did. at least have a responsibility to this fine audience. You know. You so know? I decided against <laughs> the crack and heroin and whores just oh, to geez. continue being a good dad, I guess. Right. But yeah, and also we bought a home in uh North Everett where I grew up and it was uh, really a dream come true because I have a view of the water mm-hmm. and I always grew up like two blocks from the view of the water sure. looking at these homes with the view of the water and like I will never have that and now I do and it's just like a, <laughs> you can't have these <laughs> and then one day you know he got it got I it. did <laughs> no it, we, it uh, we went and saw good. your new place it's really cool yeah dude, it's beautiful honestly you know, I've had a few flashbacks I'm just like damn that house was sick like, it I'm, was dude not only that but like the decor you guys put together I like I, I appreciate it see we're really excited because it's you know, it's like a. It was built in 1910, so it's you know 100, yeah, it's 112 years old. So from the outside, it's an old old house, but we're really filling it with modern mm-hmm. uh, furniture and everything, right? And want to get it all <laughs> to where like you know all the light switches are Alexa and all that shit mm-hmm. to where when you go inside, it's like whoa, this is a, a super modern house, but it still looks yeah, it's got that know, rustic kind of uh, appearance. Have y'all smoked this? What is Not that? yet. This is Southern Sugar from uh, Green and Gold Exotic Genetics. I yeah. have not. Dude, smell this shit. It's, I'm going to roll up a blunt of this, but first smell it. It's, no, dude. It smells wild, dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're I talking saw, like, I, this like, was, I have one nug of it left that I've been kind of like, I, I'm that type of person who when shit's right almost too. gone, I save it. And sometimes I save that last nug till it's not even that good anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm such a fucker for that. However, I'm glad that we have this 420 thing to do because this nug needs to be smoked. It's not even old. It's just I don't want it to get old. But oh yeah, fucking terps, mm. man, dude. It's that's, so it's so like it's, um like it's gushers, so citrusy and... and fucking crazy. Like it's. Did you yeah. smell it? Like because we have the bags of this at Muckle Tio. We've 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 at least kind of had had a bit had the you opportunity to smell it? a little bit. Yeah, we still got some. Um, but it is it smells like fried chicken. Like first cracking that bag, dude. It's so savory from the first bit. Like that's that citrus funny. note is something I have not gotten. Really? Um, like so. yeah. Like like whenever I smell that weed, it every single time someone else smells it too, it's got this super savory like beef stew salted sausage kind of feeling like i mean and that's some of the things i love about like gmo is right that, that rank meat kind of mm-hmm. thing i bet it burns off really fast though so like the i do find that like uh certain t- citrus terpenes are very resilient to oh the dude burn this off. stuff tastes good all the way to the very bottom and almost like is there like the tropic truffle would you unreal. describe it like that at all uh similar to tropic like like imagine uh yeah tropic truffle but maybe a little bit of that new like moonbow vibe okay, or okay. something or like uh skittles mm-hmm. kind of I ain't really fucked with that moonbow yet. It's instead of instead it's of it being cool uh it's like the opposite of how oh, it's like what was it? It's the other side of runs so it's like runs is gelato and skittles and moonbow is dosi dough and skittles. Okay. Mm. You guys actually I'm growing out with my grandma uh set her up a tent. Nice. Yeah. And we're growing out crazy hazy from archive genetics, and that nice. is Big Sir Holy Weed crossed with like a moonbow, something around that. Interesting. Yeah. I have have you ever heard about Big Sir Holy Weed? No. Mm-hmm. It's apparently some crazy sativa, and uh it surely is. It smells very like like some of the phenos that I'm getting on this in this batch, and they're very widely diverse, like uh out of these seeds. It's super sativa to the point of smelling like a uh Silver Haze Ooh, or no. uh, XJ thirteen ish like that, just like straight Sprite mm-hmm. yeah. kind of like Terp. Mm-hmm. God, I love and that. then there's other ones in the same from the same batch of seeds that are 
really close to like a rainbow belt. Okay. okay. Has that more kind complex, of like, little earthier berry kind of like notes Yeah, to like it. the berry. Yeah, and it's funny because they're squat and they're purplish. Mm. Whereas <laughs> the sativa ones are just like rich green, three times as tall. Yeah, right. They're they're like they're gonna take a couple, two, three weeks extra flowering time yeah. and stuff. But it's cool because I've read a lot about Big Sur Holy Weed, that's been like a, a cut. And I want to, maybe it's from like Colorado or something like well, that. Big Sur is in Northern California. Oh, is that where it is? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it must be a Northern California thing. Yeah. It's yeah. A, a Big Sur is a ski mountain in Northern California, okay. if I remember correctly. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. That checks out. I'm like, where the fuck do I? Yeah. It's been a long time since I read too much about that, but that's because it's like the old fucking 90s shit that you mm-hmm. hear about, ben, you know. So that'll be interesting. I'm not like a. Yeah. Big I feel like it was smoker. one of those like hot ski spots <clears throat> in the 80s. Oh, yeah, like, like Aspen or some shit. Yeah, like that, ski yeah. movies were made there and shit. Right? Yeah, dude. What do you guys want to do a dead? You guys want to do a the ski movie? Dab at all? Movie so yep. good. Yeah, it's gonna... North, Northern California. What's it? Do you want to put any of this in there? I mean, I've, I just got some of this hash. Honestly, so I, got some... I kind of want to chase that blunt. You should just chase this. This loan. stuff is super crazy. And like, <laughs> yeah, just try this stuff. For sure. Well, it's I'm going to do a dab while you're heating it up or at least getting it ready. So this is a uh, Delato from Select Cannabis. Is that what this was? Delato. Delato. Yeah. So Delato and Select Do-Do. Cannabis Company is what Delato this is. Delato just reminds me of the drug. Delato. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that stuff is crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is supposed to be a $40 hash rosin. And I don't know. I would like just off the nose. It's real nice for sure. Yeah. I've heard people talking good about it. Like when I was in the store, people were coming in and asking for it when I was in there. Right. No, it, like just kind of working with it, dude. It's got that perfect, like, uh, I would say, I would describe it as like waxy, uh, buttery kind of like consistency. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they were selling their, their 50 U's, their, sorry, their 90 U's, um, for, I guess their 90 U filtration for 55. So I would imagine this is somewhere in that like 100 ish, 100 ish range, if not a little bit more. Gotcha. If him talking about 90 U's just sounds like what? Is right. It's the, how they rate micron sizes. Mm-hmm. when they're sifting or doing bubble hash so different screens have different micron sizes and that's how they different uh, the micron like the, size meaning the fineness of the screen so right how, a finer the, screen has a lower is. number because the holes are smaller it's right. micron is like a, a think, measurement like inches but right think about crumbs versus dust word yeah crumbs versus dust and somebody who's uh, made like bubble hash, mm-hmm. it's really interesting because it's very much strain dependent which micron oh, slaps. Right. Like yep. some of the microns that would slap on the other strain are just dog shit. And it's just all based on the plant. It's Each so plant crazy. produces a totally different size trichome head. I've washed some purple weed and the, all the water was purple. Oh, yeah. Like if you're all the water like if was you were purple. cooking and washing purple cabbage. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen a strain? Uh, you cut the skin and it. It does like a drip of red or purple like sap. I have not seen that. I've seen that before. Have you ever seen the sap that just comes from like a stem? Yeah. You taste that. It's real sweet, like honeysuckle. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I love some honeysuckle. It tastes just like it. Cannabis <laughs> is so cool. Yo, it's been like, it's been like almost like so 15 good. years since I've had Hey, I just got to say, for being two years off, we jumped right into this motherfucker. You jumped into this shit with the <clears> terpenes <throat> and the hops talk like a motherfucker. I love it. Yeah, we it's, are it's like riding and a bike, talking boys. over here. You guys got this. I, I, I love it. Oh, you mind handing me that letter? Word. So yeah, even just puffing on this, it's got a citrus profile. Yeah, the dry puff without it lit. It's got a citrus profile that would that would rival the intensity of tangy. 
but not okay. in an orange citrus as much as like this. Uh, like mandarin, like you're talking about like the like the not mandarin. What is it? The, uh, uh, the, I, I'm gonna describe it the cuties, the cuties kind of way. Kind of cuties, a little bit, but they call a little more, more artificial, like, like kind of artificial. Like he's thinking, yeah, more almost artificial. like like a like a fake vanilla y. Yeah, uh, like cream saver, like a scratch and sniff sticker uh, for a, like, like a, a orange cream like sickle. A cream pop. Yeah, that makes almost more sense. That kind of terp and fuck it, just fuck it, smoke it, go get you some. <laughs> What's it called? Sugar? What? Southern sugar. Southern <laughs> sugar from green and gold. Yeah. Go get it. Which is exotic. So what are you smoking for 420? What are you smoking for brand. 420? Make sure you hit us up on Twist and Talk on Instagram. Send us pics of what you're smoking on 420. We'll repost that shit. Let's Absolutely. all get some fucking shit going. Absolutely. Interact and react and do it. We love y'all. Man, I am feeling this beer. Dude. I haven't ate since noon and it's like seven and this beer is 11%. So I got a whole nother beer here for us to drink. We're only, we got still like half our beers left. We right. got to get it going. I got I got another I got another couple steps I'm done. <laughs> See how these go together cuz honestly like now the thing with this turp profile. Yeah, dude. It's got a sour pucker that's like akin to almost sour diesel. Mm. Okay. And that's where it really brings that, back that kush. You're like mm-hmm. on the smell and aroma, the original taste before it's burnt. You're t- you're you're just like, "Oh, it's going to be just like a citrus bomb." And then you taste it and you're like, "Whoa, kush." Nice. Sour tartness. See, that's for whatever reason, I know when we had that Slimer episode, yeah. that's kind of what I kept getting. It, it is reminiscent of Slimer when I smell that. That it's like that I, orange ecto, like we talked about before on the Slimer episode. Mm-hmm. That ecto, the old school high C ectoplasm right. juice. I would like to reach out sometime to that orange, that artificial orangeness that I was speaking of. Mm-hmm. I'd like to reach out to Green and Gold, the exotic genetics company, because they're a breeder. And I'm curious, how many seeds of your own do you pop, or who, like, how do you select the cannabis to represent? The cannabis that you bred, like, dude, those guys you know, are monsters. I, I watch, they put out like four lineups a year, dude. I watch them like pretty faithfully on Instagram, um, Exotic Mike. Yeah, and it's just fucking a huge ass warehouse. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the, the, so he's big. a monster. Okay, it's such a big warehouse. He has a, uh, I mean, to you know promote other people's shit, but he has what's it called when um, Patreon. Okay. He's going hard on Patreon right now. Yeah, whatever, man. Send him some money if you Yeah, I mean, right, dude. Like you join tell me after the taste of this. You have, you have availability things. to get in seed packs and all this type of shit for when you join this Patreon. This reminds it's me of orange re- cookies. Really, really worth it. Okay. Like straight orange cookies. I could see that. That's what that's what I was going to say. I was trying to remember what strain I was, when I smelled it, what strain I envisioned, and it was orange cookies, 100%. Like Stables orange cookies, dog. You remember that? Yep. I miss exactly. Stables weed. Does that shit mm-hmm. even exist anymore? I don't even know. Well, shout out to Stable if you're still out there. I think he turned into an extractor. I think he's an extractor. Because I know that. So he was growing in that building down in North Everett that has multiple grow operations in one big multi-story right. building. And he kept having problems with, uh, other, he, in his words, <coughs> pests from other gardens getting into that his garden. Checks now, out it does. in theory. Mm-hmm. It I does, I mean, but I'm not also there. you could be dirty yeah. and... Bring yeah, it's like pest it, yourself. I've seen, I've seen really clean you are facilities. a dirty man. I know you, and I see you. You are dirty. Mm. I, I don't think that's true. That's just no, no. Yeah, 
Just I don't goofing. know that about stable. Yeah, just... no. They grew really fucking amazing weeds. Really I really good doubt weed. it. Yeah. And it was pesticide free and everything. So yeah, that would yeah. make it hard if you were in a facility that had fucking pests. I mean, yeah, and that's what he kept having a problem yeah, with. Yeah. You walk, you brush against like a door handle, all of a sudden you bring spider mites in your grow. Right. And it's not it's so easy. They're on the bottom yeah. of your shoes everywhere. Right. And that was the thing, too. Like back in the day, going to the grocery store, so many people would like talk shit about even having a step foot in a grocery store because they felt like that was like how they brought anything home. Into their sterile environment. I never heard that. Really? Yeah, I remember reading that. It was this big lore for a while. I need some water. <coughs> I need some water. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ker- kerbobble working his way up. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's been fighting this whole time. Yeah. I'll get you a glass of water, bro. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> that kerbobble's just been sitting there for two years waiting to come out. <laughs> collected, yeah. collected dust. Got the two-year twist and talk kerbobble coming out. Right. I thought it was funny. So Nate was mentioning about taking time off for 420 before he was in the cannabis oh, yeah. industry. Yeah, that that is funny. I think about that too, because like, so up until I worked in the weed industry, I made sure to take 420 off. And here's my trick. I'll let y'all know. Here's how you do it. When everybody else was putting in their time off for Christmas in okay. November or October. Yep. You slide in your request for 420. Okay. And the, Cause, cause the powers ain't... that be, whoever, are shuffling through trying to figure out who gets, It's getting Christmas. Get, you know, they got to yeah. go by seniority and all that shit. Who gets what off for Thanksgiving and uh-huh. Christmas. And they see your shit come through in the middle of that with an April request. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, for sure. Get that out of here. <laughs> yeah, 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 that. Whatever. <laughs> and then come 420, you're like, yeah, I got tomorrow off. And everybody else who knows what's up is looking at you like, you taking tomorrow off? That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I got tomorrow off, baby. How did you mm. get that? What? How did Yeah, no, right? Yeah, don't they know? <laughs> don't they know? It's like, no, I got this shit back in the day, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got events to go to. So what do you think of that, that weed? Dude, <clears throat> again, it reminds me of, like, orange cookies for, like, for real. Oh, yeah. And it tastes really good on the exhale, even still, like mm-hmm. not just on. Oh, the I didn't catch it with a pairing. I gotta, if if it comes around again, I'll catch it with a pairing. I'll I'll save you some. Honestly, and this weed tastes good down to the fucking crutch. Like so, when you taste it with the beer, I'm getting the taste of when I drink one of those orange, uh, fruited heavily fruited beers. Okay. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like there's one that I had that was like. Um, it was Cara Cara orange and vanilla. Oh, yeah. And that's what this is kind of tasting like. Nice. I had one of them that was candy corn, and I don't like candy corn, but that beer was good. Mm. There's a uh, Easter beer that's a stout, imperial stout, and they put carrot cake in it and all kinds of like Ooh. carrot cake-esque stuff. I heard it's really good. It's from Prairie. I don't know if you've ever had any prairie beer. I think it's like from Oklahoma or something weird. Interesting. Uh, but they, they do Thank the, you for the water. They do this uh, beer called the Bomb, like Prairie Bomb. That that beer is amazing. I've had mm. that one a bunch of times. Big old stout. But yeah, definitely uh, curious about that carrot cake beer because that might be something. Nice, dude. Yeah, see, like me, I don't like carrot cake. Like, I, like, I mean, do I not like it? It's okay, cake. Don't like carrot cake? Do you like cake? I mean, I like, yeah, okay, so let, let me say, let me, let me, let me uh, spice cake is cool, carrot cake is cool, what about cake is cool. Coffee I, cake? Coffee cake is cool. Yeah, coffee I, cake's I, on the bottom I'm, of the list I'm gonna, see, I'm, the thing is, I'm, I don't love, love cake at all. Like, if you're going to ask me what kind of dessert I'm going to pick off the menu, I'll buy a brownie before I buy some cake. So, I 100% agree. Yes. But, I think that when it goes, when, he, when you're just, like, thinking about cakes, 
there's like a the tier, hierarchy, the hierarchy of, cakes. of just the cake. Yeah, I feel like like cheap birthday cake is probably the worst, right? It's got yeah, that horrible yeah. frosting. It's I ate some of that sweet. yesterday. Yeah, you, like you, if you Not don't good. even have ice cream with yeah. it, you're just like fuck T- this. Tier negative three, right? But as you work your way down, I find that maybe carrot cake and coffee cake. Uh, some of the spice cakes like you were talking about, like a, what are they, like a ginger or something like yep. that. And almost anything that has sour cream frosting instead Ooh. of that really shitty, just icing. generic icing, you know. And then probably like after, like even doper than that would be like a lava cake or something, or, mm. you know. There's a like bomb a ass lava cake in, in, in I like cheesecake. Yo, dude, this Waldo's is gas. I'm not going to lie, dude. I can drink that. Like this, this, this 11% is kind of dangerous. Yeah, this honestly, like, like that was a good pair is for sure. Such a good beer. The Waldos is such a good beer, and they'll release it only on 420. Like, if you can find it on tap, we have a keg. If you can find it on tap, try it. I've never even had it up to this point on tap, so I'm excited to be working in a fucking tap house where I'm like, oh, it's on. And that being said, though, like, I have two days off, and that shit might already be gone. (laughs) I'm not even joking. We did the Enjoy by 420 from Stone Brewing. Yeah. And they do an enjoy by series to, to, for the listeners. They, uh, it's it, like the idea is this beer is made with such a fresh hop profile, you don't want to drink it stale. It needs to be enjoyed by X Y Z date, but the particular date on this edition is four twenty. And mm-hmm. they make sure to do that every year. Yeah, we we did our uh, meeting. I brought you all a can of that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's a that's a solid beer as well. It is. It's, it was good. Yeah, it's kind of got a very drinkable. It's a similar vibe to the Waldos in how it's a triple IPA. It, it says hazy on there. <clears throat> no. It pours like a nice uh, triple West Coast. Yeah, I'm not a fan mm. of hazies. I like I like a good hazy, but like a like I don't like doubles and triples. I like I kind of like if I'm if I'm gonna go anything crazy, it'd be a double. But like triple hazy IPAs for me are just too planty flavoring for me. Like that's, that's funny because I'm in the exact opposite. A, a pell hazy or like a regular hazy, I'm like uh, maybe not so often. Do you think they're too planty? <clears throat> uh, no, it's just this kind of like it's too much body and too much. Uh, like the 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 mouthfeel, the viscosity, the thickness, the, the like how filling the beer is itself mm-hmm. is so intense still. Yet I'm having like what's apparently a lighter beer, like a not necessarily light, but in the sense of like IPA. Sure, right. maybe it's only five to six and a half percent. And yeah, it's it's a good flavor profile for that low ABV. So if I don't want to sure. get too loaded or whatever, but at the same time, like I I'd rather drink like a crisp, refreshing low abv beer but like when the Bodie? hazies yeah like Bodie's Offa, which is an unfiltered it's, 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 right so it's not it's kind of like, like in Bodie between that much it, i've grown kind of out of it i used to it's, be able to drink a six-pack a day of Bodie's Offa. it's from, just kind of classic that's, that's from georgetown what i would call it uh they did a special at like uh their six-month seasonal uh double ipa right now it's called war child oh, yeah. and that is an amazing beer Crisp, dang. I love, I love, me personally, I love doubles, triples. And when you guys are speaking of either a hazy or a West Coast, I haven't really differentiated between a hazy or a West Coast double, triple, or quadruple IPA. Okay. Mm. And so I need to start paying attention to that. Yeah, that's a hot thing right now is this whole hazy versus West Coast because West Coast IPAs have been the dominant IPA for the last fucking whatever, 15, 20 years. And now hazies are taking over. And originally hazies were the New England IPA. Okay. And they just were completely unfiltered, very much like, and, and they call it hazy because you can't see any like they're they're just not pale. Yeah. They're really like opaque. opaque. Yeah. 
Uh, and is it just less filtration? Less filtration, and also now you're you're having beers where they're putting like flaked oats in it, or uh, like wheat. Interesting. So almost so like, like that. Hefeweizen has yeah, or wheat. Like, or like the uh, like a blue moon. You kind of have to right a blue yeah, see, moon. I don't like either one of those beers. That's probably why I don't like a hazy as much. And, and, lo- and one of the reasons I, I do prefer the West Coast IPAs more. Yeah. Right, and so I think yeah, I mean it's just the West Coast is going to be crisp, have some nice bitterness. Uh, it definitely it has is good ABV a danker uh, beer typically, and it also I would say bottoms up, Monty. Oh fuck, okay. There it is. Boom. I'm going to rinse these glasses out. We're going to get onto the beer I brought. I've had this beer. So, two years ago, we did an episode where Monty made us old fashions. You guys remember that? Yep. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I, I was actually reviewing that episode today. Okay. And that, and like, I Which was, one I was, is it? I, I think it's for, uh, 43. Do you know the name of it? 45? <clears throat> no, oh. we're, on, we're, on, we're 43? on 45. This is 45. So, what would that be like? So, either way. We, I don't know. I don't know. It was. It wasn't that long. It was. Yeah, it was, it was it, like within the last four episodes we mm-hmm. released, which is in the last, which is two fucking years ago. Right. It's such a goddamn long time ago. But um, he made this old fashions, and I went to the beer store, and I found this beer that is supposed to taste like old fashions. Oh, cool. And so I bought it. Like, oh yeah, I'll bring this to the next episode. Uh-huh. And then I forgot it for the next two episodes, and then mm. boom, no more episodes. Right. Hey. And so now here I have <laughs> brought this. Here, grab it. I'm gonna go rinse his glasses. <laughs> Grab you check it, it out. Here. Grab it, Monty. Right. First of all, okay. So to refresh you guys on those fucking old <laughs> fashioned two finger pour, they were they were made with the uh, the Angel's Envy that we had. Okay. And uh, I, was it? Yeah, dude. We God, used the Angel's so Envy. I still have the Angel's Envy, by the way. That bourbon. Okay. Yeah, dude. It's Gotta really nice. Shit. Still, it's really it, not you only that. You but you can drink it and get another bottle. My homie, dude. Like the, the way <laughs> the way that it's aged right now. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of right where it, where it's like even smoother. It's a little sweet spot. Yeah. It, I mean. Whiskeys do, uh, like, I want to say oxidize. I don't know if that's the right word, but I yeah, suppose it is, right? Yeah, they do kind of burn off a little bit. Terps, yeah, not gonna lie. It's, it's I don't smoother because it's, it's not yeah. as spicy, is what I'm saying. Right, it's like the alcohol is slowly evaporating, potentially. Maybe. I, I mean, it's it's in the it's in the bottle. It's got the got the got the plastic cork on there. I've never even okay. So this beer he just <laughs> handed me, Oral Oralson. Yeah, I guess it's Oralson. Oralson Brewing Company. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Nate uh, switched up the glasses. <laughs> All right. Well, it's okay. He I, he he didn't strike me as a magician. That's but... what happens when you chug a Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is Oralson Brewing Company. It's a two finger pour. Is the name of the beer. It's brewed with sweet orange pill, whiskey barrel chips, and it's small batch bitters. Uh. So yeah, that's pretty much everything that goes into an old fashioned. You got the orange pill. You got the whiskey uh, barrel chips, and that's kind of that's kind of an interesting thing. Have you heard of that? Where they don't necessarily age the beer in a barrel, but they aged it with they, but aged, they the chopped beer. the barrel up and put it in the beer. Oh, oh. yeah. So that's what this is. It's whiskey barrel Fancy. chips and uh, small batch bitters. So whatever. That, that should be pretty good, honestly. Is. Like I'm kind of. I mean, I know what bitters it. are. I don't know what small batch they got. Bitters is like. Uh, alcohol extract of bittering agents, often herbs and roots, mm-hmm. mm, and like anise use, and shit. Uh, like gentian and um, fuck. There's a few others, and then anise would be one of them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but a lot of different herbs, 
And bitters, it's usually a mash, are, or is it like a like like just a single kind of thing? Pop that bitch. Um, no, I mean bitters. Bitters are come from all <laughs> over the place. Like the most common one is uh, Angostura, but in a cocktail, they're very common. This fucking guy, Angostura. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, Angostura, one second. You yeah, fucking yeah. know this shit. Yeah, what is this? Angostura bitters. It's like a Trinidad. It's like a extract. <laughs> <laughs> It comes from Trinidad. No, it's a yeah, it's a place. It's a place. Uh, yeah. Trinidad. I don't know if you heard of it. There's a rapper named Trinidad James. That's where he comes from. I don't know. Trinidad, Trinidad James. I always see him, and I'm like, this dude should have named himself Captain Crunk. <laughs> have you seen his outfit? Oh. Oh yeah. What kind of beer is it though? Is it a IPA? I don't even know what kind of beer it is. This is. Can't be an IPA. What the, I don't know. Where's the percentage here? I don't know. What do we even look? It's at? only like eight percent. It says Two Fingers Pour is an experimental that blends two worlds together in a sort of malt-based mixology. Sweet orange pill, whiskey barrel chips, and handmade small batch bitters deliver the flavors of an old-fashioned cocktail in a libation with the mouthfeel and body of a beer. The smooth hints of orange, oak, and spice this brew has to offer these will be the best Two Fingers. Will ever have finger uh, popping? Right, oh, it's eight percent. All, All right. right, all right, Nate. Let me get your fingers. Let me yeah. get your glass. Yeah. <laughs> you want your two fingers here? Yeah, dude. They call me nice. two fingers, but I got a few on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mm. Okay. Smells smells kind of funny. Smells, smells kind of funny. <laughs> I'm excited There's to try it. There's still some more of that Like in that I said, bottle. it's been sitting for two years. I can smells like apple smell juice, tomato that, juice. That age on it. It's only 8%. So two years on an 8% beer isn't necessarily the best. I'd say nine is kind of like the cutoff of where you want to start aging them. Nine, nine ABV. Yeah, I didn't above. mean to age it. I just didn't want to drink it without you guys. Right. Well, it doesn't necessarily smell bad, but we'll see here. Right. It does smell herbal. I'll tell you that much. Word to your mother. Herbal. Right. Herbal. Twist and talk, baby. Oh, it tastes good. Tastes like yeah, honey. Not bad. Yeah, it kind of does. Does have some honey flavors. I would say like a mildly citrus. It doesn't really have like it's not very not very like relevant like uh, upfront citrus. No. I want to put whiskey in it. Yeah. Uh, it might go good with whiskey on the side. I can taste the barrel chips. It gives it like a sweetness. Did you know that in a brand new charred oak American like barrel is five pounds of wood sugar? I don't even know wow. what any of that. You could have just said ching chong chong ching ching. ching. <laughs> no, think about like like maple syrup. You just, I'm gonna get canceled for doing yeah. that. I'm Japanese. I could do that. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that was, that was kind of <laughs> questionable. Uh, the you think about you tap a tree for maple syrup. Yeah. Okay, so wood has a lot of sugar in it. Okay. Now, like the American oak that they're using to make a like a whiskey barrel for bourbon right. rye, gotcha. A brand new one has five pounds of wood sugars. Okay, available. Got you. Like in okay within gotcha. the wood. Right. Yeah, and they, the, they char the it to kind of like caramelize that sugar. Mm-hmm. So now, if you think about a bourbon or a rye, they have to put that that bur- that the bourbon or rye in a brand new barrel every single time they make some. 
Okay. Or it's not considered like true American bourbon or rye. It's like a real, I didn't know that. brand new charred uh, American oak barrel. I just assumed they reused them. No, uh, they actually send a lot of them to like Scotland and they age them, they age the scotch in there. And there's a lot right. of other yeah, spirits yeah, 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 yeah. that buy up bourbon yep. barrels and hence like the beer, you can buy the bourbon barrels. Da, 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 da. So, uh, anyways, yeah, the uh, bourbon barrels, if they just chop that shit up or a whiskey barrel that's coming from like an American spot like that, it's going to have still so much sugar in it. And I think that's what's going to give this that sweetness and that kind of like little bit of charcoal flavor. Mm. Yeah, it does tasty. have it, it's a bit smoky. I would say like only like on like the uh like in the nose kind of smoky though. Not like on the tongue. Yeah. What are we smoking next? Speaking of smoky. Um, you know, I've got this donkey butter, bro. Ooh, I, yes. And not only that. <clears throat> but I feel like we should probably start uh start kind of considering yeah. what's gonna be going on in the future, boys. Like uh we're here we are again. It's four twenty. Again. It's 420. Happy 420, yo. Happy 420, right. dudes. We should put some oil in this this room. Yeah, bro. I got we this gelato. Really and not only that, but yeah. Okay, so here, hook me up with something So in there. we are getting down Can to I get some fronto? what we would typically call the end of the podcast, because we're going to really be trying to shorten up the podcast. But Speaking I think, of moving forward. Right, yeah. I'm trying to transition. It's, called, <laughs> it's a segue, dog. It's a segue, man. Low key. It's going to be smooth. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, smooth as a spear. Hey. So, we're trying. I'm pointing over here. Like, there's somebody over here. So, hey, bro. So, you see the segue? <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to try to start keeping the podcast down to an hour ish mm-hmm. and not up to that two and a half hour ish. That just seems to be the, the trend in the world. And. Who's really sitting around smoking for two and a half hours once I started thinking about it? You Me? probably don't smoke. No. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I get it. People are busy. I have no time. No. It's I fucking... mean, if I were to try to listen to our podcast, it would take me all fucking day long. Yeah, you should t- <laughs> I mean, I remember whenever I was listening to them, I, it would take me like at least a couple of days to get through them on my drives back and forth exactly. to and from because I would be listening to them like 15, 20 minutes at a time. Exactly. So we're going to really try to keep them at an hour. But I think for 420, we it will probably bump a little bit longer between it being 420 and our first episode back considering we would have three minutes right now to end it or four minutes four but minutes it's over now no, we're <laughs> done. shut off the mic final can't, can't, countdown right? can't push stop that wooden hook that comes out of the side of the stage just ganks all of our necks <laughs> but um so moving forward we are trying to keep it to about an hour you know, so that way everybody has time to really listen to the full thing. And we right. don't I mean, I think that if we on. got something going on, we'll definitely, you know, we'll, 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 right. we'll, we'll, we won't cut you guys off either. Yeah, so. no, we're not going to abruptly be like, nope, boom, this I is I mean, it. honestly, it only took me about a half hour to get twisted, so I don't know if y'all yeah, are. I'm feeling great right now. If it takes y'all two and a half hours, you're not, you're that's not what twisting I'm saying. hard enough. Right, that's I mean, I'm that's what I'm saying. We, we, cracked it. we cracked it, we smoked it, We da- I dabbed it. Especially if we're sticking to, like, one beer and one blunt, or I mean, not blunt, but strain. You know, we can really, we can really do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. so an hour. we're hoping that will, you know, get everybody a little more engaged and whatnot. And we will be a lot more proactive in our, um, social media accounts and things like that for interaction with people. And, uh, yeah. And I think we're going to try to get you a couple episodes a month. Yeah, we were on this for uh for well one episode a week kind of thing. Um, that uh, it was a format that we weren't ever, we weren't able to really keep up with, um, as far as being able to make sure that we were k- taking care of the back end 
Right. It's just a lot. Things. I mean, we all we don't have, have to we don't have to really jobs. go into that. Honestly, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. what it comes down to. Is we do have full time jobs, and um, as much as we want to make this our full time job, it comes down to being realistic, and we do we, we're, we're going to dedicate every moment we can. Exactly. Yeah, fair so, enough. So we're going to pr- probably busting it down to two episodes a month. Um, that being said, I am busy individual, and like that's I, I said I at the beginning of this on. shit, I uh, I'm trying to focus so much time on music, and yeah. I work. I used that's to when we, we were originally doing this podcast, I had three days off a week, which was a privilege. And right now, I'm running two. It might go back to three, so maybe my life will open up a little bit more. But with uh, just kind of focusing on getting my music shit going and and like really doing that and like trying to because not to like super segue on this. Uh, I feel oh, like it's like it's like a cape I, segue. I, I got yeah right. I got to put it all in or just fucking quit. You know right. what I mean? Like I've spent too much time yeah, on this shit. I need nothing, to like baby. try it at least. You know, go yeah. full. So I have to do that. I'm trying to come see you at the club, bro. Yeah right. Um, and I and I want that to be the case. So I'm pretty sure I can at least be here for one out right. of the two every a month. other. Yeah, at least. Um, and then maybe down the road, my schedule will open up a little bit. I'm like right now, I only have two days off a week, but coming into the summer, I mean, I will be busy. I'm still booking myself out on all the fucking festivals and the bullshit yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. music. You know, I still ain't been to one. My God. All right. So uh, shout out to Meltdown Festival, yeah, Summer Meltdown. It's been a local, uh, yeah. So it traditionally happens in Darrington. It's making its move to Snohomish now. If you if you look at the map and you see the like Monroe High School and the Monroe Prison, yeah, it's gonna happen just a little way south of that this year, which will be okay. very interesting. Uh, I hope that they have the grounds all fucking, you know, ready to party. But uh, I still I support them, and I think that you should go. I think anybody should go. But that one's easy. It's it's like a forty minute drive from where we're at now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's right up the street so, basically for me. Yeah, I'm gonna be bringing my grandma. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So uh, Nate has seen me many times at Hempfest with my grandma. I love it. Because it's like, I, I it compare like it fills to... my heart with joy when I see you with your grandma at Hempfest. Like, it's one of the most wholesome, awesome, like, uh, yeah, I don't understand. I don't think you Because I'll be high as fuck out of my mind when yeah. I see y'all. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, man, that's so fucking awesome. And she'd be like grooving to the EDM music or whatever's playing. Right. She's dancing exactly. and just fucking loving it. Yeah. And so that's why with Hempfest hasn't happened for a while now. It might have killed it. Bullshit. COVID might have killed it. Yeah. Which sucks. Um, But uh, I really liked getting her out. And unfortunately my grandpa passed in february we didn't mention that yeah so that that's been rough in peace dude i was really close to my grandparents i obviously we talked about him all the time yeah you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so like it was it was i would say 80 percent of the reason that we stopped doing the podcast was for your grandparents yeah i didn't want to get them i would say that 100 honesty it was like nope Monty can't bring anything that me and Cam got back to his grandma and grandpa. Right, because we were because we, yeah. you were working on the site. You're working. I'm, I'm working. working. Well, he was working then, too. I was but... working, so I didn't really go over there other than like with a mask for a little bit and kept my fucking distance. But um, still, I was yeah. like, nope, I ain't so, killing nobody's grandma. Sorry. Right. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, have, I couldn't. I couldn't be a part of it, dude. But at the same time, I think that that was also like a lot of people. You know, I think that we also wanted to be responsible for not only for uh, like our perception to to everybody right. else too. It's like there I mean, was. There was a post on, you know, whatever that said, if in the end this all was a hoax and I was a sheep for wearing my mask, then I know that I did it 
for my community and for my neighbors and for my fellow humans. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it out of selfishness. So if I did that, I did it for righteous and community purposes, not for uh, selfish reasons. Yeah, hell no, I'm not trying to risk... You know the, what I the mean? Health and safety of my like my the people. Right, I love, exactly. Just, I was you like, know, yeah, you know, that that was kind of my look on the whole pandemic. Not to try to bring up anything. I don't yeah, know how no. a pandemic turned political, but to not bring up anything political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, story of the last two years. Anyways, Fuck. meltdown's gonna be lit. Yeah. Um, you should go. It's uh, it's going down. But uh, yeah, summer's gonna be busy. But I think that you know, once the staff's getting more like you know, thick around my work. I might have more days off and maybe I can, you know, be here more often. But right now it's yeah, probably going to be like a one. Your knowledge a of all these things that you talked about will be greatly missed. Me and Cam will just be over here bullshit and trying to Google shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have to do so much more research. I'm saying, dude, like, oh, uh, like, for, like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm proud of I'm, the knowledge I'm, that we have, but dude, you, you, and you I'm do also have hoping that, like, that uh, when we get back in the groove of things, and things really get rolling, it'll be more, um, I don't know what. I guess fruitful. attractive or fruitful or another avenue for maybe you even to express your musical stuff. Like if you're sure. doing shows where you're going to be, you know what I mean? Even, yeah. you know, try to help promote you on that side of things. And you know what I'm saying? That's that's really one of my hopes because I know that your input and knowledge will be greatly missed on here. Because I mean, you said some shit about Sacagawean uh, bitters earlier, <laughs> and you know I don't even know Angostura. what that means. Angostura, uh, <laughs> Angostura. Anybody who's making like made cocktails with that—that's just like the, right. the mainstay. Because you're be, a bar dude. Yeah, that'd be like the that'd be like the blue dream of of. <laughs> Blue Dream of Bitters, yeah. Angstura. But I like Ango way more than I like. And see, that's the people in the know just call it Ango. Ango. Like, see? I need that Ango. Hey, next time you go in and you order yourself a fucking old fashioned, make sure you order that Ango. I would remember uh, being at a club and I was like, let me get a shot of the Knob Creek Rye. And the dude was like, all right, neat. And I was like, yeah. Neat means just nothing yeah, in it, nothing. just the, the whiskey in a glass. And uh, he's like, you want bitters in it? And I was like, no. It's like, okay. <laughs> he was trying to be nice. Like, it's not a right. bad, it's not the worst thing to put some bitters in your whiskey, but I'd much rather have like a soda with some bitters in it. Now that's good. And it helps your stomach. Soda with bitters for the back of the <clears throat> neat whiskey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just for anything. Just for, okay. just for a drink. <laughs> hey. It's, it's just good. Just, you know, just drink bitters in your soda for a nice filling tummy. So, speaking of bitters, have you ever heard of Underberg? Heard of what? Under, like, like not over. Oh, the ginger ale. Underberg. The ginger like, ale, like a, like a cheeseburger. No, no, no. It's okay. uh. I thought you were talking about the ginger ale that comes in that brown barrel. No, it's it's like technically sold. As I think a that's Lundberg because it's a bitters. Okay, it's sold so, as a what? I talked over you. Food product. Okay. And but reality is, it's forty four percent alcohol, and it's a little tiny half a shot. So it's like a shot's like one and a half ounces, like a 0.75-ish, you know? Uh, but we can sell them at, you can, like we, at all beer joints that are just tap houses that do not have liquor can sell Underberg. Oh, I've seen those little bottles those at the bottle shop. Those little bottles with the paper on them? Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, okay. So that's Underberg. Okay. And it's a it's like a digestive 
Okay. Which there's there's like in the world of amaros and and bitter liqueurs, there's uh, aperitifs, yep. which like appetite. Yep. Makes you want to eat, gets you ready to have yep. dinner. You have those before dinner, right? And then the digestive is to help you digest your food after dinner, right? And so puff daddy taught me that. Bitters are oh that's fucking sick. <laughs> so yeah, the bitters are considered a digestive, and, and it's true that it fucking works. Like if you got heartburn, if you have some bloating, if you have like any kind of indigestion, any kind of just like I'm not comfortable because of what I just put in my stomach. You drink one of these fucking underbergs, and it's like the reset button. Ooh. <laughs> Straight up. They got those at the bottle shop I go to all the time, like three blocks, five blocks from my house. Yeah, and now the flavor is one of those things where people either like super fuck with it or they hate it. And it okay. should be, it's like a German bitters. It's in the name. It's it's really like herbal. It, and the easiest way people like to compare it to is Jaeger. I was just going to ask that. Yeah, and I think that's like a cheap. You know what I mean? That's like a that's like a easy yeah. like so a softball. Kind of black so it's got that it's got that anise kind of like anise-y. flavor to it. Then yeah, because I, I even know Jager. bitters. I know bitters. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've added bitters to stuff and I've tasted it before just to see what it was like just right. by itself. So I know what you're saying. Yeah, I mean like Jaeger but to de- me is like I am NyQuil, definitely going to give me stuff some is way more like uh, like clovey and herbal. Okay. I don't know. It's and it's got a lot of that like gentian root or whatever. Anyways, bitters are cool, you know. <laughs> Drink that shit on your soda. Here's a hangover. Here's right. a stomachache. Bitters, y'all. If you ain't learned nothing from today's podcast, you know about bitters. Now you know yeah, about bitters. Fuck Tom's. Do bitters. Honestly, yeah, that's what that's I need the to do. Truth. That I would. I would agree right. with that. That's I like some much old world science. Burn shit. Yeah, I don't need a thousand milligrams of calcium. What the hell is that, dude? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll right. be honest, y'all. Want to hear some like? Crazy shit. I ate a Tums last time I ate a Tums probably like 12 years ago. Damn. And yeah. I'll tell you why. Like two of those bastards because mm-hmm. I had some heartburn and that's what you're supposed to do. Right. It blocked me up for a week. Oh, geez. I had to like, I went to the doctor. I, like, I haven't had that problem with Tums. I had a shat in a week and they're like, did you do anything weird? I was like, I did eat a couple Tums. And they're like, oh, that'll do it to some people. Oh, yeah. Careful, you, got, you have some sort of. I, I fuck fine, man. That I shit. No, dude, you like already candy. have some sensitivity. Really? Yeah. yeah. Didn't shit for a week. I haven't not shat for a week other than when I was like in the hospital and I have shit ton of opiates because I was right. fucked up. You know, like if you're doing that much opiates, yeah, dude, you won't you... shit for a couple weeks. Right. But yeah, man, fuck Tom's man. Bitters mm. all the way. So the other thing that's happened to me in the last two years is I have been quite a bitch more a bitch more a bitch of more? a drink or of a what? <laughs> Yeah, what are you? What are you saying over here, Nate? <laughs> He's putting the twist and talk. He's a bitch more of a dwinka. Yeah, just a so, bitch more. <laughs> I'm drinking faster than both of y'all, which would not be the norm in the past episodes. Well, well give me some more drinks, then, man. I'm at home, dude. You guys have yeah. G- give me a half your drink left. I just filled mine back up. I did bring I one know. of those fucking Slurpee beers. Because I've been going to these. I don't know if we have it in us, but I brought one. I went out to Indiana. I went to the 450 North Brewery. I went to Houston. I went to the Urban South Brewery. I've been really drinking a lot lately. Speaking honestly. of drinking beers, I'll be right back. Yeah. I'm almost done a- with this blunt. It's a big one. Nice. It's a good way to end this episode. I'm not going to lie. That'll be good. And we, uh, um, maybe we'll have a mini donut too. So also in the future where we are uh, really looking into, to bring it back around to what we were talking about 15 minutes ago, 
we were we're really trying to look into more interviews. We really want to get people from the cannabis industry in Washington State um, to really give a look, like kind of behind the curtain, expose the Wizard of Oz type shit, let people know how things work in the industry. I feel like there's still quite a disconnect in between the average customer and the industry as to how things work. I know we've given a lot of insight onto testing and um, a lot of the procedures into the production of cannabis. Mm -hmm. But I think, excuse me, I think having um, people who are working in the industry, I mean, from the owner, (gasps) excuse me, geez. See, I'm drinking beer, foam, Mm. kebabble, all of it. Uh, All the way from the owners down to the trimmers. We really would like to give people the spotlight who are in the industry and who are working hard to provide us this product. Um, Give some insight to behind the scenes of how it all comes together for us, which I don't think is uh, really being highlighted anywhere. For sure. Yeah. I'm talking about interviews and trying to, to like point out the seed to sell process. <clears throat> I mean, so right. you know what? Can I guys, can I talk a little bit about that already right now? Right. So seed to sale is almost no, is no longer existent. Funny. Really? Come, come to find out. And this is, I would say speculation. I don't know. Maybe I don't know for a fact. So it's, it's he said, she said at this point. But um, I did hear that the data for seed to sale was never actually backed up by any specific metrics. So therefore, there was no way to track which, where, where it all went. Like it just didn't it didn't happen. Um, hmm. That or there was no one there was no one actually employed to do it. So I mean that's again speculation. I can't necessarily say say for fact. So you're saying like the information's all there. It's just there's nobody. No, to no, analyze no. I'm saying the, the information. Infor- the information is either not there or their their information is and no one was there to look at it. I would say it's the latter because I've been in that situation that where side of it. I've been in that side of it. Yeah, and on the grower processor side, it's ridiculous. The strain, the seed, everything has to be cataloged. I'm not saying like, you're not doing it. What I'm saying is that the information went somewhere and either got erased or it was or 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 again someone was looking at it or someone just wasn't there to look at it. I think honestly, so it's in, it's in some fucking database yeah, somewhere. Yeah, and, and it either is or it isn't. I think honestly, what's going to happen in a situation like that is unless you get a red flag and they actually have to like pull up your information, then you're probably it's probably just going to go away as long as you're not fucking making any really dramatic like yeah i don't know I, but anyways so seed to sale is no longer anymore anyways so seed to sale so back in december uh they had ended up moving from leaf data who very familiar with that okay. uh, leaf data was the contract that washington state had with uh all the producer processors to be able to host that da- that that data specifically right it's a tracking software right. that was that was implemented by the state so that so they wait. could have an idea of everything that was happening. So that so this is okay. Let me figure this out here. <laughs> so this is the information as to where the weed came from to make sure that all the weed in the stores was being bought from licensed growers. Yeah, and those licensed growers were getting their weed from licensed whoever's or you know that's just one piece of the pie okay this is literally everything we're talking this is how they understand how many plants you grew how much weight came from each 
batch of plants. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like, like all where, of that encup- encompasses in yeah, where it came making from, sure where it goes. That the store got it from a legitimate right. source. Right. And, and working in a place, state. like you literally have to document where it's being <gasps> stored at every step of the way and all this stuff. And when they talk about seed to sell, not only is it was the like cannabis coming from a legit source, but where is the cannabis that came from said legit source? Right. And yeah, because it is a very stringent process. The um, fuck, what's it called? God damn it! The manifesting and in, 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 in. the uh, inventory. Right. The inventory process in a weed store is very, very stringent. And I mean, like, right. And that's it's so important because you could get shut down any time for not having your numbers right. right if you're exactly. off by a couple eighths out of fucking forty pounds that you got in the store. You're fucking right. violated and you're paying a $50,000 fine or whatever craziness. And exactly. that's where those systems can probably be looked at to see exactly like, okay, so you have a product on your shelves that doesn't have a proper manifest, let's say. Like worst case scenario, some store just fucking broke the rules and faked it, right? Right. And tried to get some black market weed on the shelf. If they looked at the weed and it didn't scan and go in and check out, with the system so they could see, okay, said company grew it. It was harvested on said date. We can actually take this lot. And that's the thing is it's all lot numbers. Like each each batch of weed and each test number represents a batch that's under five pounds, like up to or under five pounds right. of weed. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize that. Like when you see a test number, they often think like, oh, yeah, I'm buying a weed for that. No, it's they're like just this jar of weed was tested at this. Hell no. <laughs> that, that jar of weed came from a batch of five, five pounds, pounds of or weed less. or less that some of that weed, they were able to get a test that reached into those ranges. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we've broken down the testing plenty of times. Plenty mm-hmm. of times. However, the amount of like regulation on where the weed is and stuff, like let's say you have a batch that doesn't test, and, like it, it fails for some sort of a, a microbial content or a mold content or something, and you have to dispose of it, it has to like sit in a quarantine bay on camera in a specific area for a certain amount of hours before then you have to like blend it with a like, cat litter or some other paint. Bullshit. Well, it could fail for, it could fail for one product. The compost. It could fail for one product, like flour, but it can pass for concentrate. Sometimes. 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 Depending on what it failed for. But, right. Yeah, there's, and then there's other things that you can fail for and test like two more times. And as long as the second test doesn't pass, or, you know, it's, it's pretty, but then there's other things like salmonella and E. coli. You fail, that batch is done. Okay. Yeah, it has to get out of the system. Done. Yeah, what's it? Got you. Um, but so we because we switched to uh, from leaf data to to a new new com- new thing called CCRS, and I can't remember what the fuck that stands for, but cannabis something. Um, it that's no longer a uh, a priority anymore. Huh. So I wonder how loosey goosey all that shit is now. Yeah, I'm trying to sell some weed in the weed store. Well, what I'm what I am what I am hearing and seeing a lot often, and I don't, I, I have no factual uh, um resources except for just my 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 physical my my actual observation um is 503 is pretty strong oh geez. what is 503 that's that that's like so if the weed can disappear from the system in a commercial space and not have to go through all the taxes and everything yeah and just slip out of the, the cracks slip through right. the cracks but it was grown by 502 mm-hmm. that would be 503 got you mm-hmm. yeah yeah i fuck with that 
Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I, I can't sit here and have a, have a, have a bad opinion about it. If if it's you know, it's still good cannabis, but I, I would have to say that you know, that we have in, in a legitimized business. I do think that there are certain practices that should just be upheld in general. We are way this off. This fucking here. blunt is so good. I'm gonna bring us farther off topic because this reminds me of yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of the House passing the federal <coughs> cannabis legalization just recently. Just recently, and. On the surface, it seems like a good deal, just like recreational weed. Right. Right. But what happened there? <laughs> Any old time grower, grower, grower. Um, we all got kicked out. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Unless you had like a lot of money stashed and the right, and like a really good know how to get in really there. record. Yeah. So um, I think it's not necessarily going to be the same game, but if they legalize it federally, there's only one angle money. Right. And we're already paying in this state 30%. Exactly. 40%, dude. Well, yeah, it's 30% off the top, but it's it becomes 40 when you think about sales tax Locals. on top. So the feds only want to legalize it because of money, and I think that that's just going to be one more tax, and we're already looking at a situation in this state where, like, the growers, in order to fit that $40 an eighth price tag that everybody's been okay with for the last fucking forever. right. They've had to really make some crazy, like, yeah, because re- you got to sell your eights for twenty five or fifteen to the store. Right, it's a three time markup, yeah, fifteen or a four time markup, eighteen. So whatever you're paying, if you're buying a forty dollar eighth, the grower probably only got like fifteen or, or ten. Yeah, yeah, twelve fifty or some shit. Yeah, for that eighth. So with a with that situation. These growers have had to just fucking do their best to supply a product for almost nothing. And that's why the cannabis industry as a whole hasn't been a very lucrative avenue, even though this, there's so much money just dumped into it. Like you can look at I-502 data and see fucking billions, millions, millions, millions of dollars. I think it's going to be these days. Yeah. And then the taxes that they're getting, that one third goes to like, what, a rainy day fund? Something you can't ever see where the so fuck it So just recently, used? within the last three months, I finally saw something. I can't remember what it was right now. But something, it was on the news. And it was like, and the funds from this will come from the rainy day fund. whatever The, yeah. the one that I know, it's the general fund is what yeah. it's called. <clears throat> that the cannabis money goes into. Okay. And it was like for the link light rail or for All right. something. No, no, no. We got that big freeway shit that's happening. We're like from from Seattle north. Okay. They're they're like widening the freeway over okay. the Snowbridge River. Jesus. They're just making all that Boeing traffic fucking About way time. better. They're gonna add a whole nother lane to I five. Okay. Okay. And when I was and I already knew about it because that's where I travel all the time. So I was paying attention to it. But then on the news they talked about it and they said the money from that was gonna come from the general fund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got super excited because I was like that's weed money. I finally see where the weed money's going. Right. right. So anyways, my point is, if they're going to try to make this federally legal, it might fuck shit up because weed's already expensive, even though it's like the same price it's kind of always been. It's the good weed. The money's is coming out of the growers' up. pockets. And that's the thing. Yeah, is the growers are the ones who have to make the cut. The and uh, yeah, man, I don't know how much can you squeeze everybody for. 
Well, the thing is, too, I mean, once federal legalization comes into play, then you have big tobacco and you have other large corporations oh, that have footholds in, in different right. um, industries. From what I know, Marlboro already, or oh, dude, yeah, Philip every, Morris, everybody already has owns land. acres and acres and acres of land dedicated for whenever cannabis becomes legal. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's going to happen. Well, so, like, and, and let me not say that's going to be the most awful thing because I, I can't say that they're going to ruin small business because that means that anybody that's still doing small business or even like farmer's <laughs> market stuff is. I mean, they're, they're still doing stuff, whether or not they're they're making it 100% of their living or if they have like a, a pastime to do it. Um, they're still out there in the markets doing their thing. Um, I think yeah. I think that uh, I would have to say that it would it would it would pave a, a way for other industry to be able to pioneer itself. Like I mean, again, we're talking like lounges, we're talking about like uh, eateries, yeah. we're talking about. I would say that it just sucks because as a grassroots thing no pun intended no you're really chopping the roots off right you you, if the way it's going anyway and maybe that's the way that everything goes but like they say like one percent of the people in the weed industry now are ones who are in it in the black market or something like that yeah i mean three percent i mean the thing is too i mean i i again um, this I, blunt is fucking phenomenal. It's oh really putting the fortune. What is the weed again? Bro, this is the donkey butter with some Delato hash rosin. It's fucking me up over here. It's goddamn. It's got. It's got the lung. I gotta go yeah, pee. It's, it's also really like huge. <laughs> I'm like, how much? <laughs> <laughs> we got a cigar, one. dog. And yeah. then we got still like fucking. I just. I just have thirds of it left. Yeah, dude. <coughs> Tangled <coughs> up in my cores over here. <coughs> Oh, hey, that's the first time I stood up in a minute. Man, I got shit to do tonight. This is too much. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I, 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 I see these headlines and I always read them on the face value. I'm like, yeah, this sounds good. I hope it's for the better, but I, it does concern me. I mean, it's, the, 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 you're not wrong to have it to have the specific suspicion of it being monetarily driven. The, my one hope is that the companies that are doing all this shit because federally they can't write off any taxes or any of that kind of shit none of their expenses so i'm hoping that at least if they do that big ass tax and it does come down on the growers that they can make some of that back based on how they can do their taxes at the end of the year because now it's a federally legal thing right they'd be able to make some of that 33 percent back essentially right and 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 so maybe there's a glimmer of hope in that otherwise i'm just like fuck well, so I th- I think that uh, overall, again, you're uh, the the lucre- the like again the liquidity of all these businesses. It's so it's so small because they have to pay the overhead, they have to pay the taxes, and they have to pay for the product back in return to keep doing all that stuff. And no one really takes into consideration to pay for the product back in return to keep doing that to pay the taxes on it because you usually have to pay taxes on it before you even get it. Right. And so like you have to like if you if you state it, you have to pay taxes on it, and you have to do that on a monthly basis based off the LCB. Yeah. It's- fucking just so yeah so many red so much red tape and then you compare that to other states and they're either more intense or less intense so i'm sure it would affect every state very differently if the federal legalization happened right i do think that um i'm not an expert i do think that it'll be like i mean the simple deschedulization though is going to be fucking insane just being able to to just state that cannabis has some sort so, of medical value yeah. is going to be crazy. <laughs> Imagine you could go to a federal park and not be like, "Oh no, I have a joint." I could go to fucking federal prison, right, dude? But not only that, but like court just, hearse, the, the like the courthouse, you know, like court hearse. Court hearse. <laughs> I sound like fucking Nate. 
Yeah, I was uh, gonna say that. That <laughs> empty stomach and all that fucking beer. <laughs> yeah, know. speaking of, we should do this Krabby Patties. What oh you got? man, um, yeah, Krabby. But Patty. hey, yeah, we started talking about wanting to interview people in the industry and just went on a tangent about the industry. Yeah, 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 we well, yeah, we did. Interviews would be great. Things that the ind- okay, the, to be honest, though, the industry has changed since in the last two years. Big time. And so I, do, I don't necessarily find it to be out of pocket in general. But at the same time, yeah, no, it, it is. At, it, we're trying to see. We said an hour. We're like, what was it? Hour, 20, hour 25 now? It doesn't yeah. even matter. But um, I would say that we. Uh, if you feel like doing something else, you don't you don't have to stay with us. But hopefully, that is true. Hopefully we're entertaining enough. And you're just like, fuck it. Let's yeah, just run it out. These guys are wasted. Out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking, let's listen to these drunk fucks. Right. I mean, at the very least. Um, um, I definitely feel like I'm equal part. High and Judy, have, have you ever have you ever guys been drunk and, and then like I'm not high enough for this? <laughs> I I feel like the only reason I'm a I'm a good so. alcoholic no? is, is it just because me? I'm uh, I'm always high, dude. Well, the ah. thing is, the thing is, like the, the thing is, like again, like I like I have literally been drunk now and not high at all, and it's like this isn't right. I need I, I don't think I've ever done that. I no, think. dude. Like, no. like we'll see. Like we'll see. Like start drinking. Years. Start drinking Maybe after like when four I go hours. To, like, the hockey games or some shit, and you're stuck. Yeah, to where I'm just drinking, but nah. Even last time I went to the hockey game, I went out to the cigarette smoking area and right fired up the roach. Yeah, well, I uh, <laughs> I drink a healthy amount. I I dude. I, I, but I, it's I not feel very like often. I feel like cannabis is sort of like a. It's like a seatbelt for drinking. You know, it just <laughs> keeps it. Belt. It just keeps it right there in check. Like Eminem says, I hope the weed outweighs these drinks. Yeah, that's a that's one of my favorite Eminem lines. All right, I don't listen to a lot of Eminem, but like that's the best. That's the best evidence that I might be missing something. I hope so the far. weed outweighs these drinks. I haven't listened to Eminem in a long time, dude. That's the like I've never classics. done it. I growing up in Southern California, it was like. It was like the one rap artist that it was safe for white people to listen to and not necessarily include themselves into the gang culture. Right. Because it was just like, oh, it's it's Eminem. If like the same person who listened to Eminem could also just be like a big like in a kid rock sure. or something. We're <laughs> yeah. talking like nineties. Yeah, you could listen to Eminem and Kid Rock and and, and still and have not nothing to do with like putting yourself or, into you know, that actual culture. You can listen oh to goodness. Eminem and not Dr. Dre. Oh right. my goodness. And uh <laughs> I feel like I already was in a situation where I didn't want to involve myself with that culture because I didn't want to like make myself a, a target, you know, in like mm-hmm. Southern California in the nineties. So it just it made it weird. I was like, uh, I could be like like listening to Eminem feels like this weird cliche. Mm. And I and I can't even listen to the good shit really <laughs> without like making myself a subject to like question. Right. Sure. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just stick with this fucking metal. I mean <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I get it. I, I, so again, I like my, my dabbling with Eminem was was I heard about Eight Mile and I was like, Oh, this is kinda cool. I like this. Well, that's not only way that, but like, late like game. But sure, yeah, but yeah. again, I'm I'm fucking I'm I'm like eleven, twelve. See, for yeah, me, dude. my introduction to Eminem was I was up late night. There used to be a there used to be a TV channel called The Box. Mm. And across the bottom there would be scrolling and you would call in and pay 99 cents to have your video played. And like you would fucking call in and within four or five videos your video would play. Oh nice. And it was like a nationwide thing. It was crazy. It was dope. And so I was sitting there late night like 2 in the fucking morning and all of a sudden Eminem came on with his first single 
and he mentioned Dr. Dre in it, and it was the I Don't Give a Fuck song, and it was his first single ever. And I was like, who the fuck is this white boy? And I just started listening from then on. I've been fucking with Eminem since day one. I mean, I, I like I, whenever I whenever I I hear Eminem, I do see I do hear talent. Like there's something oh, yeah. about it, and like and, that, and that's oh, before for sure. that's before I even that's before I even knew about the talent associated with with like hip hop and rap and like flow and things like that too. He also says he like thinks in rhymes. Which, oh, yeah. If you've like dedicated that much of your brain power to one like situation, then He's of so course true. you're gonna be the most like elite at. Oh, of course, so dude. I was listening to a Snoop Dogg um, interview for like two hours today while I was mowing the lawn and just everything before the podcast, and they just refer to him as the white guy. The white, yeah, okay. Hey, you know the white guy, but they say it with like an inflection <laughs> of, of like, yeah, like the the one, the, the one, the one. The like, one if there's white any guy. white guy we're talking about, yeah, it's either him or Elon Musk. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we went on a crazy fucking twenty-five minute tangent about the industry. Somehow shifted to Eminem. I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's what here. happens. That's, That's what Twisted Talk, talk. Yeah, welcome about. to the fucking sesh, man. That's right, dude. We are in it. 100%. Welcome. welcome to the sesh. Yeah. That being said, should probably wrap this shit so, up. Yeah. 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 Um, so moving forward, we're trying to cut it down to an hour, which we failed horribly this time. We're at Practice. an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes, whatever it may be. Uh, we're definitely trying to get way more interviews, whether it be in person or over the phone, whatever it can do to get people more immersed into the industry and just more knowledge about how the cannabis is getting to them. Sure. You know what I mean? Just really let people know what's really going on. So when they go into the store, they have that much more knowledge and that much more buying power Right. is, is my right. position on that. And understanding like the difference between... Like, if, for instance, the screen and gold where you're buying weed from an actual breeder. Right. You know, or somebody that's just like a procure or a, a seed hunter that really wants to. Bring or it even out. somebody who is buying weed from another company that is growing it and they're just. Right. Those are out there. Yeah. There's a lot of, of those out there nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big thing these days that I think we haven't addressed. Right. When ever you hear before. about like producer and processor. Right. The processor is allowed to buy weed and label it whatever they want. So we're definitely going to get into that that type of subjecting more. Um, we're going to try to get into some video, start having you know YouTube clips. We're Videos definitely going to be, be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Social media more. We're going to be doing all of that a lot more, and uh, cutting it down so we're more of a digestible podcast and be right. able to, you know. And then that whole thing, like, if this is fun for you, or you like actually give a shit about what we're saying, tell the homie. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, right. Word of mouth goes so far. These fucking clowns. These fucking clowns are just getting stupid on fucking podcast and uh, you know. Tell four friends. Check that shit out. <laughs> Tell four hundred and twenty friends. You should do this. Absolutely. Yeah, boys. Four twenty, boys. I think we celebrated. What do you think? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking wasted. I'm fucking loaded. <laughs> I come back to that same straight right now. Paradigm, I gotta hit. get home. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like I said, I got shit to do. Yeah, you got concerts to go do and shit. God damn. Fuck. I mean, shit. Hello. All right. Well. Well, all right. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. Audience, we- I hope that the two-year break wasn't the worst thing for you if it was the worst thing for you that means you're like our best fucking fan so right maybe, maybe i do like that 
However, that's not what I mean. You know, you know what I mean. We missed you guys. All right, like at the very least, I I know that I've missed I've missed being in this in this environment with you boys. Yeah, and I missed um, being able to have these conversations in 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 on a forum that is able to be public, and not only that, but to be able to introduce (laughs) this to an audience that I can also appreciate. Yeah, and I hope some of the shit we said tonight was actually informative, and like in general, you know, and like informative. I would love some feedback if like people could ask me. What the fuck they want to know? Like, yeah, dude. Right. Like, like, like DM well, gonna, us on Twitter. We're going to be on. We're going to be more active on Instagram. Like, hey, that's what I'm saying. This is a huge blank spot in the world of cannabis for me, and I just don't even fucking understand. Yeah, X Y Z, and maybe it'll be a something I don't even know, and that'll just be a wormhole. I could all I'll figure it out. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be dope. Absolutely. Or maybe I know, and I'm just like, oh, well, it's this. Yeah. Who knows. I want to. I want. Yeah. I want that kind of feedback loop. We we love interaction. We want to know what's going down, what's up. We need interviews, and we love y'all. Absolutely. Ditto. So. All right. Signing out. I guess. Absolutely. All right. This, this is Nate. Money. And it's Cam. Audi. Keep there it twisted, go. y'all.